Hello, welcome to Comic Book Junto's What If Episode 3 Episode Review. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jotunheim. Whoa. Tetris. Hey, Jotunheim. Uh, uh, a, a star of both. Is that the Mar- a J? It's, that is a J. That's right. Okay. It's, it is a deep cut. I don't know. Is that a silent J? There's probably a different word for that. It's not silent it's, it's per se. New thing called jogging. E- the, the J is silent. That's right. Yogging. Jogging or 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 jogging. Uh, Jotunheim, starring in the MCU as well as DC's cinematic universe in the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. I'll take it. It's a J name. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thinking, uh, I was looking at Jack Kirby's name since I'm looking at this oh. IMDb. And, okay. uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm pleased that you went with Jotunheim. What's up, Octavius? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I am good. And I'm ready to talk about another episode of What If. Um, Is that Internet? what we're here? I thought we were here to talk about Donda. Uh, <laughs> you, finally. There's the Apparently. J name. Jail. Or Adam, <laughs> Jesus part two. <laughs> Tetris. Whoa, Adam! <laughs> guess who's going to jail tonight? Tetris. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently against the wishes of Kanye, aka Ye's uh, desires. Yeah, Donda has been released upon the world. Yeah, like Starro the Conqueror, stopping right. through um, DSPs all throughout the universe. Twenty-seven goddamn tracks. A lot of wow. songs. On this album, I've only listened to a handful of them. You've listened to most of them. I can I can I yeah. just like tease a little bit of the conversation that we're about to have. Feel like a conversation about Donda will be more interesting about than the one that we're going to have about What If. Really? So you think that uh, a two-hour album released on Sunday, <laughs> which is the same length of a church, a black church service, would be more a conversation about that would be more exciting than us talking about What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes? Enti- I mean, entirely possible. But, the, but the, it might could is, be. That is my preview of how I felt about this episode of What If, though. I'll, I say oh. uh, I've seen all of the episodes of What If uh, twice, at bare minimum mm-hmm. twice, except for this one. I watched it the one time. And I was like, all right, we're good here. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need to get right into it. So, internet, I, listen. I guess we do. Adam is already uh, chomping at the bit to talk about this episode. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about What If... Episode three, mm-hmm. um, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Mm-hmm. And we're going to spoil it. Yeah. We're yes, going to we talk all about it, all about this episode. If you have not seen this episode, we highly encourage you to pause this and go listen. Or listen, go, <laughs> go watch the episode and then come back and join us. That's right. But if you have seen it, we welcome you with open arms into the multiverse, the comic book Junto multiverse. Time, reality, comic book Junto. A flat circle. That's right. All of those things, <clears throat> uh, the Watcher declares it. This is our episode with episode three. We, what did we have? Nine or ten episodes of What If? We have so many more to go. I this, this season. We have so many more to come. Um, and, uh, this one is interesting because on the heels of the last conversation that we have, we, we that mm-hmm. was a glowing review of episode two, uh, yeah. uh, episode three, I think is a little bit different. I'm curious about the pacing of the content of like each episode. Um, are we going to get more highlights like episode two? But for me, this was not a highlight. Should we climb over the spoiler wall? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's. Okay. Uh, the spoiler wall is constructed by pim particles. 
on this mm. episode. So it's just like a little one, right? Uh, and uh, in order for you to climb over on the spoiler wall, that means that you are choosing to have the contents of this episode spoiled and uh, yeah. it's your fault. So we'll do the spoiler <clears throat> wall going up, little tiny spoiler wall going up. Three, <laughs> two, one. You're it's on your the other fault. side. You're, it's your fault. That's it. If you're you stepped over us. that tiny spoiler wall, you did it knowing that purposefully. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're in the. You're in the. Uh, you're in the quantum realm now. Uh, do do that thing where you read the synopsis on IMDb. Okay, let's do that. So I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to go on Disney Plus, read that. Oh, one. yes, my bad. So, <clears throat> number three, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? 34 minutes. Nick Fury struggles to launch the Avengers when candidates are targeted by a serial killer. Now, by listening to that name and listening to the actual synopsis, does that make you excited? Or does that make you go, eh, I don't know? Uh, you know, it's, it's surprising. I'll, I'll say that much. It's very grave, man. That's very mm. dark. That idea, of, like, we're trying to put the Avengers together, but there's a serial killer. Serial killer is not really in the MCU parlance. We don't really deal mm-hmm. with, even when we, you know, there are villains doing nasty business, but they never, they're never referred to as a serial killer. And uh, I thought that was an interesting synopsis for this episode. And I suppose that is true and is a very yeah. pointed serial killer. Uh, he's taken out the damn candidates for the Avengers initiative. Yeah. E- each and every one. All of those uh, first movies in, in MCU Phase 1 where they go and they, they introduce the character and then they recruit the character. Uh, all of those characters, uh, the Hulk, Hawkeye, um, uh, Iron Man, they're all getting taken out left and right. Yeah. Right. Very interesting uh, as far as that goes. So I, yeah. I'll say it hooked me. You? Yeah. I didn't even read all that. Yeah. I just saw, <laughs> I mean, for real, I didn't. Yeah, I, sure. I, I, and I've come to the conclusion that moving forward, I don't even think I'm going to read that at all. I understand. I think I'm just going to go straight into the episode sure. and yeah. not read anything. I'm not even going to do that because I've come to the conclusion that it does affect my experience. It, it affects, and even talking to Simba Sparks, one of the things that he said is, based off what the name of the episode was, it played a part in what he expected to happen in the episode. And as a result, played a part in how he actually experienced what he watched. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> okay. All right. Fair enough. So, gut reactions. You finished watching this. First of all, where did you watch this? Did you watch this at home or what? I watched this at home. I watched it on my television. I just got a, a sound bar for my TV, so it sounded real nice. Ah, yes. Although, it, you know, the mixing on this episode of uh, What If <laughs> was a little strange. So my sound bar has these really nice, you know, uh, uh, bass notes. You know, the bass comes in and it rumbles mm-hmm. a little bit and you get to hear everything like it's a virtual surround sound. Um, every time it would cut to one of those title, ca- title cards that would show the day of the week, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, the sound would uh, spike. It would clip. So it'd go like Monday. And then it would oh, really? continue playing. No other What If episode has done that. And the soundbar has not done that with anything else I've watched movie, TV, you name it. So that was kind of frustrating. You know, I was very excited to have this cinematic experience at home. Um, right, right. But it was, it was a little weird sounding. But that was the extent of the issue. That was it. And that, that's doable. It was uh, Wednesday morning. I watched it. Like, right when this joint came out, I'm having a cup of mm-hmm. coffee. I'm having some breakfast. And I watch What If. Part of the reason I can do that is because 
Uh, Timory eh, doesn't really care one way or the other. And we talked about this with episode one. You know, will, will people who are fans of the MCU movies be down for this too? And she's into it, but this is not must watch for her. You know what I mean? So I can just turn right, this on right. at any point in time, not really worried about getting the, you watched without me? Finger yeah. pointed at me. Yeah. Uh, which is great for me. So I watched it on Wednesday morning and my gut reaction sitting down after that was, okay, what else you got? That's, ah. ba- I just, it just kind of bounced okay. off me. How about you? Where were you? Give us this, uh, paint the picture. I was at home, wow. sitting on the sofa, wow. eating breakfast wow. with my daughter. Incredible. Who had already eaten breakfast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Early um, riser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch What If. She's like, we already watched this. I said, no, we, we watched the last episode. She's like, oh, there's a new episode? That, I'll tell you, pretty audacious for a kid who is at an age who probably watches the thing that she likes a thousand times in a row back to back. Man, look here. The notion of, we already watched this. <laughs> that, wow, that is a read. <laughs> it's like, how dare you, ma'am? I'd rather watch Baby Shark, Dad. <laughs> like, no, nah, but she's like, oh, it's a new one? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's watch it. So... Uh, I'm watching it with her. And after I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. That one's Mm. different. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I thought about that kind of stuck with me, which was like, what is this show? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, I think I'm still learning how I'm supposed to watch What If Mm -hmm. and how I'm supposed to take What If. Mm -hmm. And after every episode, I kind of have to recalibrate and go, huh, okay, so is it Black Mirror? Is it the Twilight Zone? Mm -hmm. Or is it like a connected show? Is it, you know what I mean? Because the tone of this one is, like you said, it's a little bit different. Like, there's a legit serial killer, you know, who's going around and killing people, like dead. And there's a part of me that's like, ooh, cool. There's another part of me that's like, okay. Is this connected? You know what I mean? Like it yeah. really that really is the the kind of storm cloud, the Charlie Brown cloud that follows me around as I'm watching what if it's going. How <laughs> is this relevant to everything else? How does this connect to the episode I just watched? Mm. What does this mean? Because part of what this is, and this is not necessarily bad. It's I'm just talking about my experience. Yeah. Part of it is like you're not exactly telling me how to take each episode mm-hmm. and what to do with what I just watched. You know, that is it. I do think that's interesting because for me, I perceive this as the twilight zone. Every episode is a standalone. Mm-hmm. It, they, maybe I'm wrong about this or I will be wrong. I'm not sure. But the way that I, I, I receive it is every episode stands by itself. It is an anthology we may revisit right, a universe right. if it's particularly interesting. You know, we'll check up on uh, uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord and so on and so forth. Uh, but for the most part, my expectation is every single episode will be, uh, let me just reach my hand into a bag and pull out, oh, an individual story. Right, so I, right. I don't have any expectation or desire for them to be connected, which is interesting in its own right because uh, that's what MCU does and does very well. That's what people expect from it. But I do think this... This anthology setting uh, frees them from the tethers of continuity, which is why this show is interesting. Finally, they get to play. 
They get to do stuff that is risky and daring, and they just could not enforce as canon. As far I mean, it, yes, I know it is in a universe, so it is a canon. <clears throat> Uh, but it's it's more along the lines of like this is not the universe that you are chiefly concerned with, yeah. so we can do whatever we want, and that means you know for me again speaking on my gut reaction when I bounce off of it it doesn't make a huge impact on me and I'm not worried about it I'm thinking okay maybe next time the next episode might be an interesting premise and they'll smack it out of the park this doesn't necessarily damper anything for me it just wasn't my favorite take you know what I mean yeah. Yeah, so it seems like off top, you were kind of just like, eh, next yeah. one. Yeah, that's how I was. And Moving I think on. maybe part of the reason <clears throat> is because when we talk about the, the first movie in each of these uh, uh, series, uh, we, we have Iron Man 1, the original, the OG, and then there's Iron Man 2, and there's Iron Man 3. You know, a lot of people talk about uh, you know, how the sequels make them better because they get uh, snappier, just get them in the suit, mm-hmm. you know, and they get to do cool stuff and they get to move differently. Perfect example, the first Avenger. It's a good movie and I really enjoy it. I love Cap. But Winter Soldier, man, oh, he does stuff Off with the running. shield. He's just going Off nuts from the jump. And so <clears throat> I think there's something about the flexibility and the comfort level of those sequels that I really love. And maybe because of that, revisiting the origins even if it's really short versions of that abbreviated versions of hulk and iron man and uh uh, thor revisiting the origins i find kind of boring because i've seen those movies a lot and they're not the most interesting part of the character seeing thor in a t-shirt you know like donald blake running around the compound to pick up mjolnir that's definitely not my favorite version so Spending extra time in there does not excite me in the same way. Now, this has a really interesting twist and a dark one. And if you pay attention to me and you pay attention to my allegiances to superheroes over the years, we get some Hank Pym. And I love Hank Pym. I love Ant-Man. And this is a very dark version of that story. And I think that's pretty satisfying. But unfortunately, to get there, we spend you know the bulk of the episode recharting all of the maybe the the least interesting movies in the series for me i don't know does that make sense i feel like that's how it hits me yeah it does make sense i mean that's an interesting perspective for sure of going like this is cool what you're doing but the setting in which you're doing it isn't cool or like the material that you're referencing yeah isn't cool and the remix that you're using the samples from doesn't like justify the sample yeah in a sense Mm -hmm. let's do a quick recap on what actually happens in this episode yeah let's do that um we're kind of in uh not spider-man we're kind of in iron man 2 right yeah is that right i think it it starts in iron man 2 the scene where tony is sitting inside of uh the little donut place or what have you it's the week where iron man 2 thor and the incredible hulk all take place that's right. Yeah. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that week, I think that all happens in one week. Yeah. Where they're kind of gathering all of the Avengers in that time period. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and we enter in where, you know, Nick Fury and uh, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, go to meet with Tony Stark. And Tony Stark's, I think it's the Palladium, is infecting his body. Mm-hmm. And when they're in the donut shop, Black Widow's supposed to come up and give him a shot that temporarily relieves him of that palladium poisoning. Yeah. And we've all seen this movie, so we all see it coming. 
But what we don't see coming is that that shot kills Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. Like kills him dead on the spot. Mm-hmm. And then what we have going on is this kind of like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? How did Tony Stark die? And then we move on to suspecting Natasha Romanoff because she gave the shot. And then now it's kind of like Nick Fury, super spy, and Natasha Romanoff, super spy, have to go figure out what's happening inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. and who's killing these people. Mm -hmm. And I think that premise is actually pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Again, it's so different than what normally happens. Like you say, these are movies that are kind of like, this is probably like the least interesting version of all of these characters. Like this is probably the least interesting version of Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Nick Fury, even, you know, Natasha, who else do we have in here? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even Loki, like this is not the most interesting version out of anybody. So, right. Right. And what they're doing is they're doing something that's so different than what happened that for me, I was going, Whoa, Mm. really? Mm -hmm. So Hulk ends up dying. um, When Natasha goes and looking for him because they kind of figure out, Hey, they're picking off all of the people who are supposed to be um, on the Avengers. There, there, was a, there was an idea. So Hawkeye, mistakenly, when he draws that arrow back, we've all seen this moment, take the shot. Um, he's told to wait, but then he lets go. And Hawkeye's like, I never make a mistake, and kills mortal Thor. Right, yeah. Hawkeye mm-hmm. gets locked up. You know, mortal Hawkeye dies in lockup. No one's ever seen him. Right. Like, no one's able to touch him. Hulk explodes that you know? was wild. That was some. That was some Akira shit. I was like, right, yo, whoa, right. Did not expect Hulk to see that. Explodes into a puff of green smoke, which we really know would have been like, yeah, green splattered everywhere. But hey, you know, not kids to mention, you know, this this is showing uh, uh, scenes, replaying scenes from the Hulk movie with Edward Norton. Um, yes, which is interesting because this is the first time, truly, officially, that that origin is being mm-hmm. worked into the MCU as we know it. Because that right. Hulk movie was not a part of the MCU. It was, uh, you know, just sort of a misplaced Hulk movie that ended up yeah. sort of being formed into it. Hulk has never had his own movies apart from those, as Besides far as the MCU that one, goes. Yeah. Yeah. Can, God, can you imagine anything more nonsensical to explain to someone? The Hulk is an Avenger, but he hasn't had any of his own origin movies in the MCU, except for the Hulk movies that did happen, but they're not in the MCU. And there are two Hulk origin movies. Well, the movies. Ed Norton movie counts. They it know, does, Ed, but also they changed the actor, and he's the only... I don't know. There's so much that's just different about it. So it counts, but also it feels like it doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird situation. But it is right. interesting that they established that all of these things happened in one week. <laughs> yes. So that's Hulk interesting. Hulk explodes. Um, Natasha gets, you know... And then, okay, so Loki shows up on some, like... You dirty rat, you killed my brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm here for vengeance. I, I'm an Avenger. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm here uh-huh. to avenge my brother's death. So, you know, and it's really like, whoa, like, this is a real conflict because you don't have any Avengers. And now Loki's here. Mm-hmm. You know, Loki's not even here on some like Thanos sent me. He's here on some, I'm going to destroy this planet because you killed my brother. Yeah. Completely different. And I'm really feeling the stakes. Like, Nick Fury, you can sit there and be tough all you want. 
But, you know, when they started flexing, Nick was like, whoa, hold up. Wait a minute. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's doomed. Give me some Loki time. Loki shows up with an army. Right. Right. Yeah. Give me some time to figure this out. Yeah. Um, and then when Natasha dies and she gets basically beat up and killed by some uh, invisible force. Yeah. I'm really, I got to be honest with you. I'm in. Uh-huh. I'm in. I'm going, who is it? Who mm. is that? Like, who is invisible and could be killing all these people? At this point, did you know? I did. Yeah. You were like, you were like, that's Ant-Man. I knew because I, I, I definitely nerded out and I was looking at a computer screen. There's a scene where Natasha pulls uh, up a computer screen and she's yeah. looking at like who got X'd and there's a name on there. Janet Van Dyne is on yes. that list. And I was yes. like, huh, it's funny that they're acknowledging Janet because she mm-hmm. was you know, in the comics. She was one of the original Avengers as Wasp. Right. Right. And uh, so that just immediately planted the idea of like, oh, yeah, Ant-Man and Wasp. So as soon as things started happening beyond that point, I was thinking, ah, okay, I've seen this before. When somebody looks like they're getting beat up by nobody, we know what that is. It's not an invisible force. That's Pim Particles right. working. So that's when I started thinking, I wonder if this is going to be Hank or a different version of Ant-Man. And it ended up being Hank, which is, I, I admit, a very interesting and a line yes. to take with his character because yes. Hank in the comics in particular has gone through some dark phases, man. He was, he was a messed up dude. So in this, they explore what would be like, what would it be like if that were the case in fact? And he felt extremely vindictive, interesting with his, his uh, uh, wife being killed and also his daughter. So yeah, I, at that point I had pieced it together, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. So um yeah, I you know I thought that was pretty cool. I love Hank Pym, yeah. and I'm just happy to have him yeah. in the picture, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we find out, um, you know, like Natasha goes, "Oh, it's hope. It's all about hope." When I heard hope, I was like, "Hope, hope, Van Dyne." I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, right, right, exactly." Got it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I know it's a show that's supposed to be available for kids. You know what I'm saying? But it, I liked, I honestly, I liked the fact that it was a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. There's a part of me that's like, this is really cool. Like, sure. you guys are doing something different, you know? And then, you know, we have Loki roll up on Hank. Hank's wearing a yellow jacket suit. That's How right. that happened, not exactly sure. But bottom line, Hank's like, yo, you dirty rat, you killed my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he's pissed at Nick. And when you see the whole situation where Nick is here and then he's not and he's trying to fight him, did you know that was Loki? Uh, No, no, I hadn't put that together. And then I thought back to that scene where Nick, you know, he he pulls off from the the area wherever he was after he gets a phone call from Widow and approaches the, uh, I wish I could remember the name of the the golem that's guarding Loki Uh, and his uh, crew. uh, uh. What is that thing called? The, the, the Infernerator, the Incinerman. I don't know. You know, y'all know what we're talking about. Carry the on. giant Asgardian oven guy, right? He's like the big pizza oven face looking. That's right. Uh, boy, yeah, right. Uh, so uh, you know, I thought back. I'm like, oh, somebody okay. at home is screaming. At no doubt. Look, you make a comics <laughs> podcast, and you're like, uh, what was the uh, you what know the, boy, the guy man, with you the know, you know. Man, you know what yeah. we talk about. Yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. And they're saying, of course it matters. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I, I thought back to that scene. I thought it was clever. You know, Loki did come, like you said, to avenge his brother's death. And it made sense that he would want to team up with Nick to do just that. And I thought that was, right. you know, 
pretty unique. I'm, I was I was into that. I was I was interested as far as that goes. And there's some stuff in here that I really genuinely did like. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out something that I had not thought about until just now, which is not only is this remixing uh, the origins that we know and yeah. null- nullifying them and going in a totally different direction, but it's playing with genre. It is giving us a genre we have not seen, which is Correct. in effect a murder mystery. And that's yeah, you know, that is pretty interesting. That 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 lifts it up a few points for me. Right. So ultimately, we find out that Loki is doing his Loki thing, God of Mischief, finessing. We find we catch Hank Pym, you know, handle it. But the twist in Twilight Zone fashion, you know, kind of like you get what you asked for, but did you really ask for that? Now, Loki decides, you know what? Now I'm going to take over the entire planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to take over this entire realm. Yeah. And without, you know, anyone to defend it, Tony's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, Hank Pym is gone. Hope Van Dyne is gone. You know what I mean? Like Janet Van Dyne is gone. Hulk is gone. Natasha's gone. Like everybody's gone. Only person sitting there is Nick. Yeah. Right? So who's to stop Loki from taking over? And, you know, that's a really cool way of taking us into like, what if? Like, listen, is there an Avengers? You know, is there an Avengers the movie if they're all gone? Yeah. And what do we see? But Nick, go and find Cap. And then we see Carol Danvers show up earlier. That's right. This 90s pager. Cool. Yeah, that was right. pretty dope. That was cool. So that's the general recap of what has happened in the episode. Mm-hmm. So favorite moment from this episode. Do you have anything that stands out to you specifically? Easily. Absolutely. As a matter of fact. So uh, you mentioned, you know, we, we get to see the origin and kind of the, the least interesting version. I think we would agree on this. The least interesting version of all these superheroes. And then they die. So it's like we don't get to stick around with them for a long time. But for uh, Black Widow, she is, apart from Nick mm-hmm. Fury, she's kind of the lead character in this story. And the scene in which she gets loaded into the back of the S.H.I.E.L.D. truck and then she beats the hell out of them. The fight scene, the choreography, the action there, that's the kind of stuff that I have always wanted to see Black Widow get into in these previous Marvel movies. But we rarely get to see that kind of action. Uh, she was trained as an assassin. She should move, you know, kind of like a ballerina, but, you know, she's specifically moving in this graceful way to kill, to maim, and to injure. And seeing that in an animation... I think was so dope. I loved that scene. And I would encourage anybody, you know, if you just glazed over it, go back and rewatch it. Those were the heights. That was the kind of stuff we could have had with Black Widow in previous movies. We never got until arguably the Black Widow movie that came out this year, you know, so long after the fact. But I loved that sequence. I thought that kicked ass. She was funny. She was smart. She whipped people. It was that was definitely a highlight for me. I love that. How about you? Did you have one? I did have a highlight, <laughs> and my highlight is interesting. And uh, thinking about what yours is, mm, my highlight is Black Widow being killed. <laughs> that's that internet. That j- you heard it. Cancel this man. Octavius, he hates Black Widow. <laughs> he hates black women. Like, Go what? On. Wait, how do, we, how do we get here? Guess who's going to jail tonight? <laughs> Wait, so what, what exactly was it that you liked? Was I, it the. I just loved 
the same thing that you're talking about, but it's just, you know, like, it's the fact that it's kind of the climax of the murder mystery. It's kind yeah. of like, who done it? Who done it? Who done it? Yeah. And because at that moment, they did a pretty good job of not telling me who it was. And yeah. I'm sitting here going, well, who is it? Well, mm-hmm. who is it? And then the, the biggest, like, climax of that is showing it to me. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the anticipation, the anticipation showing there's somebody there, there's somebody there, there's somebody there. And then you expect to see somebody and then you don't. Mm-hmm. You just see Black Widow getting beat up after she just beat up all those dudes. You know what so that now, scene reminded me of, actually? Uh, Knives Out. Invisible. Oh, Knives Out? I was going to say Invisible out, Man. Knives Out. When we see that scene with the, you know, the woman, she goes to meet someone and then something bad happens uh-huh. and she says, you. And then we find out what you right. actually was. And right. it is a very similar scene in this case where she's saying, you know, like, hope is the key. Like, right. Ah, ah. Hope not hope like the Avengers. Yes. Hope like the person. Yeah. Yes. So I just thought that whole scene, and then when they reveal it, and it's kind of like, wait, well, who's who's she fighting? And my brain is going, and I'm watching the fight, my brain is going. I'm like, well, who's whooping up on her like that? I'm like, who's invisible? I'm just, and my brain is going like, well, right. who's an invisible sense. character? Sure. Like, well, yeah. who could it be? And I'm like, is it is it an invisible woman? No, she wouldn't. And like, I'm just my, and I'm watching the fight. So that whole moment, and then when it's like hope, it's all hope, and she gets dragged away, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I that understand. whole sequence, I think that was really, really good story. I think that was just good visual storytelling. That was a good climax. And, and yeah. I, I will also follow up by saying I loved the sequence where uh, Loki was uh, Nick Fury. You know, the way that he was behaving was very fun. Where, yes. uh, you know, uh, uh, Hank Pym is furious and he's going after him with everything. And he's like, you don't care about my daughter. And he goes, I don't care about any of them. I don't care about any of them. I thought, you know, some that was very fun. I really enjoyed seeing Loki play around in that because it just made sense. It worked. You know, they were pushing his buttons and it exactly. was very enjoyable. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm coming around a little bit. Like, I... Like I said, I think most of my reaction is probably just the fact that we spent so much time with those first movie versions, and uh, uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, it was different. It was different. Um, I gotta tell. I mean, like it's so funny because I heard all the mm, I don't know about this one. I was like, this is a murder mystery, guys. Like mm. we've never had a murder mystery before, and I think they did a pretty good job. Like, I'm, sure. I'm here for it. Like, it's pretty dope. Like, and again, it's the storytelling that did mm-hmm. it for me. It wasn't a bunch of, it wasn't the action, you know, I mean, it was why the action was happening or yeah. what's going on. And then the reveal itself, the actual reveal being like, oh, that's smart. And sure. then in Twilight Zone fashion, the twist, you know, like flipping the whole thing on its head. And then even in that, there's still hope. They didn't just leave you with the Twilight Zone doom. They come in with the hope on top and go Which like... Hope? hope Van Dyne? No. no Different not hope. quite. Yeah. Different hope. The Captain America hope and, you know, the Captain Marvel. The Captain hope. Captain Caps. Marvel and Captain America. Yeah. You know, and, it's so, and again, it's such a contrast. It's so different than what we already know. Yeah. It makes it a legit what if. You know what well, I'm saying? You know what's interesting, actually, is it, talking on the genre of it being a murder mystery. 
you know, a typical murder mystery will introduce all of the players at some mm-hmm. point early on. And it's our job to deduce which one is the one responsible. And this is different because this relies both on your knowledge and it, I would say extensive knowledge and memory of all of the MCU installments. Right. And that's the whole idea of, you know, what if in general, it's remixing things you've seen. Hope you can remember them. Otherwise, it's not really as interesting as it would be. And then the second thing that it relies on is any information and understanding of Hank Pym. Who is Hank Pym? Ant-Man, the original team of the Avengers, and so on and so forth. So this is a little bit different from a normal murder mystery because the person who is responsible was not in the course of the episode introduced in the beginning. You know, so... I can imagine some, and this is not the case for me, maybe it's the case for some people listening to this, or people who are more casually into this or watching. Mm-hmm. Someone might see Hank Pym and they'd be like, this is not satisfying to me at all, because who is that guy? Well, do you, you know? think that you have to know who it is? Because I, I, think, I think they all, do well, a decent job explaining. They do a decent job explaining. Right, but I, th- right. I, do, I still think, as far as the genre of a murder mystery goes, it's not quite the same. They skip some steps. Yeah. You know, they assume you know, right? But, well, uh, I mean, at least from, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to change the subject. So, apart from whether or not you suspected Hank Pym to be responsible the whole time, or, you know, if that worked for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, I can understand that. I did want to shout something out. This is a pivot, certainly, but I wanted to shout out that this episode has fewer of the original cast members doing the voices of the characters than mm, okay. the, the previous two. Um, in, in, uh, I, I would point out specifically, we no Scarlett Johansson doing uh, Black Widow here. And we don't have, uh, oh man, we don't have uh, uh, the original Iron Man, right? Tony's not present. Right. I think it's the voice actor that plays Tony Stark in more of the cartoons. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. And we also don't have uh, uh, Brie Larson doing uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Right. Um, But I looked up who was doing the voices for everybody after I was watching the credits. And I Mm -hmm. thought this was pretty dope is uh, the the voice actor who was doing Black Widow is Lake Bell. And Lake Bell also does the voice of Poison Ivy in the Harlequin show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like the one that's the one that's more like uh mature? Yes, that's Rated the one. She, she does she does uh Poison Ivy and she also has some Marvel chops, as a matter of fact. She was uh, Vanessa in Spider Man into the Spider Verse. She was uh, uh Kingpin's hmm. late wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I you know, I just thought I wanted to shout her out because Lake Bell is a she's a terrific voice actor and I thought she did a great Black Widow, she brought a lot to that role. Adam with the deep dives. I just wanted to say, you know, I like Lake Bell. And uh, specifically in the Harley Quinn show, uh, her take on Ivy is great. And I, she, her Ivy is, is so good. So <laughs> good, man. She's like, enough of this. Yeah. Uh, which is understandable Please. if you spend all your time hanging around Harley Quinn. But uh, anyway, right. shout out to Lake Bell. I thought everybody brings it, even if it's not the original cast. Uh, I think everybody's doing a really good job in that department. You know, all in all, this is a solid episode. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it. I'm just not enthused off of a highlight like episode two. What if T'Challa was the Star-Lord? 
that was like, oh my god, that that mm-hmm. that hit me in a completely different emotional resonance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see where we go from here. I'm not tired of it yet, but this was not my favorite episode so far. Yes, um, and I, and that leads me to something that I would love to get your perspective on, which is yeah. I brought this up a little bit earlier about like, how am I supposed to be taking these episodes? That's right. Between you and I, is there any twinge of confusion on how to take these? Because when I watch episode one, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? And then I watch what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? And then I watch what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? I'm kind of like, are these connected? Are these not connected? Because the first episode kind of makes made me feel like, oh, this is all going to come together somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the next episode is kind of like, this is cool, but this kind of feels more like a standalone one-shot issue. Mm-hmm. You know? In episode two, but, at the, but the stinger at the end of episode two kind of left me feeling like wait is this connected like the too bad this could spend the end of the world but that's a story for another time it's like Mm -hmm. are we coming back to that story like i i just wish things were a little bit clearer on this is a standalone episode Mm. this story is over or like you know what i'm saying sure i think it's the serial nature of comic books and the serial nature of the mcu the serialized makes you it makes me feel, I'm trying to be more responsible with my emotions instead of like putting them on everybody else. It makes me feel. I'm using I statements. Yeah. Right. It makes me feel like, oh, there's more to this. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of wish it was clearer mm-hmm. what to do with this. I wish they sure. would just be like, no, each one of these is standalone. Or mm-hmm. they're, they're standalone, but they're ultimately going to connect. But then there's a part of me that also says, let people tell you the story they want to tell you be patient mm-hmm. so none sure. of this makes me upset or takes me out of it i'm just curious more than anything sure you know yeah i can understand that yeah i'm i am under the assumption every single episode is a one shot in a brand new universe i would mm-hmm. be surprised i'll be pleased and surprised if they return to do a sequel on an episode in a universe we've already seen but i do not expect them to do that I think part of the reason for that is no what if, as far as I know, no what if comic was concerned with continuity. You know, the whole idea right. was right. one shot. The whole point. It's just a one shot. It's just a one shot. It's just crazy. We're not going to come back to this. Don't get attached to this. But uh, I, yeah. to, to your point, I do think the show could educate us on you know, whether or not that's the goal here. Is this every single new episode is a new universe? Or, you know, maybe they don't say anything about it because they want to surprise us by returning to things that we didn't expect them to return to. You know, they they maintain that, look, we can do whatever we want. You know, just sort of disavow yourself from thinking that every single episode must stack on the next one. It might, it might not. I don't know. Um, But as I said earlier, I do think, you know, the most interesting aspect of this show generally is every episode has the chance to do something new, which yes. means they can't be too precious about the timeline. Right. So, right, uh, right, right. I do expect, I expect a new universe every time, but I don't know. Who, who, who knows? Yeah, no doubt. Look, enough. if we see some take on characters, like, you know, uh, Captain Carter is a perfect example. 
If there's a big fan reaction to Captain Carter, you know Marvel's going to say, well, we're going to have to bring that back. We're going to do that more. Right. But, right, right. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen, right? Exactly. Overall, how do you feel about this episode? Thumbs up, thumbs down, and the, the Siskel and Ebertness of it all? That's right. I, I give it a thumbs up, you know? Yeah, okay. I, no doubt. I do give it a thumbs up. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just not the best one so far. But there are many more to come. How about you? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs up. Um, yeah, thumbs up. I'm, I'm into it. I like it. I feel like thumbs up and thumbs down is too binary. Okay, hold on. Now, now here's, the per- is here's the permutation. Here's the permutation that you need. I do give it a thumbs up, but it's with pim particles, so it is a tiny thumb, dog. Ah. It is a. Li- it's like it is a little thumb. So I do approve <laughs> of it, but it's you know <laughs> right. small, right? It's a tiny thumb. That's it's right. Like, <laughs> like that's the sound it makes when you make it. <laughs> the sound it makes is boink. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Internet, what do you guys think of this episode? Were you a fan? Did you have questions? Do you have any notes? Mm. Let us know at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, let us know what you guys have thought about us covering this series. I mean, this, the, these, uh, is it series? What do we call it? Yeah. Uh, this season of What If. Sure. You know, overall. We got to yeah. talk, talk Evangelion. We got to do an episode. We, we have to talk Evangelion and... I have thoughts. Very, oh, did, did you watch the final film yet? Yes. You watched the last one? I did. Oh. I have Whew. thoughts. <laughs> right I before many, we got into many, this many episode, thoughts. before we started recording, I was listening to the, uh, the, the final song that, the, that plays during the credits. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Yutada Hikaru, One Guess Last Kiss. Was, was Kanye released the album that far back? Guess who's getting in the robot tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Guess who's turning to LCL tonight? Right. (laughs) Instead of Donda, it's Shinji. 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 Oh, wow. That's an incredibly nerdy little parody here. Yeah, people do need to talk about this. What the hell are these guys talking about? We do need to talk about this. I look forward to it now that you've seen it. And you you watched that Anno documentary too, Seen so I know all. you you saw some things that I wanted you to see. You know some of the Seen scenes at the end there. So we should schedule that. We should have that conversation soon. And yes, the the clock is ticking. We have our next MCU movie in, in just days. In do you days. have your ticket for uh, my ticket yet. Do you have a ticket? I do. Oh do yeah, where where are you seeing it? Uh, believe Cherry Hill. Oh, okay. All right. Um, see, here's where someone's going to yell at me. I don't even know when it comes out. It comes, it comes out, out Thursday. Whew. Wow. Thursday. Very, very exciting. Very, yes. very exciting. The Shang-Chi is finally coming out and we will be able to finally definitively answer. Will it have scenes from the issue of Shang-Chi where he meets the man thing? Are any of those scenes in we the can, movie? We can get to the bottom of it. Apparently yeah, the, there's some green giant monster in there. So there might could be another Whoa. One. Say what? Really? I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying stuff. All right. At well, this we'll point. see. We'll see. I'm going so that, for it. That's coming out soon, which means we'll have, you know, a, a uh, uh, let's call it traditional one shot movie review Correct. coming your way very quickly. Uh, it's a good time to be a geek, man. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see you when we talk about uh, Evangelion, uh, Shinji and them. Um, Shang-Chi and them. I'm going to try to get Adam to watch Candyman so we can talk about that. That's right. Um, 
So, you know, I, I have thoughts about lots of things I want to talk to Adam about. And we have thoughts that we want to share with you. So um, keep listening to us. Leave us five stars and a positive comment. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Oh, oh, oh.